Hi, I'm the bitch who's been using an abrasive personality as a social distancing technique for decades. Condé Nasty. Hello, I'm Shelley Duvall. Welcome to Fairy Tale Theater. Just kidding, it's Ursula the Sea Bitch. And this is Reading Drag Race, the show where we talk about whatever we want. But mostly RuPaul's Drag Race. Hey, Ursula, how you doing? I'm good. As you can tell from my intro, I've discovered a lot of 80s television, stocked up on YouTube, and have been delighted. Oh, no, I'm, I'm sure. I'm loving what's happening with your hair. I feel like a couple more weeks and you won't need a wig to do a dramatic reenactment of Elaine Stritch's one-woman show. Please, a couple more weeks, I, won't, I can use my beard as a wig. <laughs> also true. This week we have two guests with us. She'll see your pandemic and raise you a Ragnarok. It's Valkyrie! Hello! So excited to be back. Hey, very excited to have you. Our second guest has a checkered past with necromancy, and she loves to talk about it. Welcome, Buffy Cummers. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Hi, uh, hi how you doing? <laughs> Great, how are you? Um, I'm very excited to have both of you back here. Third time for each of you this season. I did want to talk about, uh, so the three of us went to see Trixie's uh, show Grown Up in February before, you know, Miss Corona closed that down that tour. Hersla was going to come, but is contractually unable to disclose why she was unable to make it. We will talk about that at a later time. But um, what did you guys think of Trixie's show Grown Up? I thought it was a hoot. I thought it was super fun. Um, very Trixie. The music was good. She was high energy. I, I think my favorite part was actually the like fake commercials, like dubbing over actual 80s kids commercials. Yes, with like, the yeah, pre-recorded yeah. parts were the like, I'm going back to do a costume change and there's going to be something on a projector that is the funniest shit like all night. Yeah, was phenomenal. Which I, yeah, I felt like, I feel like I'm kind of like reading her for saying, yeah, the pre-recorded parts were my favorite part, but it really was a good show. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fully thought out from head to toe. I loved it. Yeah, I was expecting more of a concert, but it really was a comedy show with some music, which I'm not complaining Great time, tons of laughs. Uh, I just wish there was one or two more songs, as it was at a concert venue. Yeah, yeah, that's no, fair. that that makes sense. I kind of love the way she mixes them, but a couple more songs, I think, yeah, would have been fun. Um, for our listeners, so Trixie's documentary "Moving Parts" is now streaming on Netflix. I encourage you to go watch it and listen to our review episode of that documentary that we uh, we did, I think, in February. And Buffy Cummers was a guest on that one. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, so it was so with... nice to drink with you all in person that time. I missed that. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> True, truer words, my friend. Truer I words. Know. All right. So uh, let's get into the episode. We're here to review season 12, episode 8, Droop. Obviously a parody of Goop. The girls re-enter the workroom. Jan is crying and very upset. And she notes that it was both the losing the challenge and Britta going home. And all the girls say in their confessionals that they think it was really about losing the challenge. Did you guys have any thoughts on the re-entry into the workroom or the shade? I thought it was both, honestly. I thought that her tears were a response to both losing her best friend in the competition and the fact that like she expected to have won not only that challenge, but have been praised in previous challenge jizz. And... Uh, it hasn't happened for her yet. So like, I think it just all came to a head and she just, you know, 
had a meltdown. Yes, I agree. I feel like the two of those things at once would do it. And also it's a stressful situation. Crying is natural. I thought it was so weird that so many of the girls had so much to say about her crocodile tears all episode. I was like, so not your place to comment. What the I fuck? also hated the shady music that was playing behind, like, you know, as she's like explaining why she's crying and like they have this like shady ass music. I don't know. I was I, like, there were times when... I was maybe a little bit over her, like, constantly explaining her tears. But I don't know. I don't think that she deserved all of that edit. Okay, I think it wasn't that I... I think the mix what might have been 70, 30, or 80, 20 in favor of not getting the win, where she was trying to paint it as 90, 10, her friend leaving. And my, my thing with... The, the reason I responded a little negatively to the tears and the explanation was not the tears. Emotions are valid. You should feel your feelings. Yeah. Um, it's that it felt like not... A, like, it's okay to say, I wanted to win. It's in my wheelhouse. I did a very good job. Um, and I, I thought I, I was going to win. Right. It's she had okay every to, good reason to think she was going to win. It's okay to admit that. And I feel like not even giving that... Pe- like, had she said... Maybe if Britta were still here, I could hold it together. Or maybe had Britta gone and I got the win, I'd be in a different place. And maybe it is, in fact, both together. But she seemed to be trying to um, minimize how upset she clearly was. Because whatever she felt about Britta leaving, when she turned around, I'm stunned that the the safe queens did not, like, immediately turn to stone. That (laughs) That look on that face was deadly. And just acknowledge... And I think that might be... Not to, like, validate the judges and ruse and the show's treatment of her necessarily. But there is this little distance where she needs to be like the best little performer ever. And it's almost like watching like an old school beauty queen where it's like, my husband just left me and I found it. I have cancer, but I'm going to plaster on this smile and walk down the runway because nothing's wrong. Cause I like there, there is this little distance created by that. Not ign- like that kind of rawness where it's like, yes, I do want it. It's the only reason to put up with living in a hotel and, eating craft services for two months is because you want this thing so badly and letting us in to how jet and justify we did at least, you know, Connie nasty and I uh, weren't tripping over ourselves for her Madonna performance, but it was good. It was like, and subjectively she had a case to make for being the winner and saying that that's disappointing makes me relate to you. It's, it's that honesty that kind of is what gives reality TV. It's, you know, wonderful deadly appeal because you get these like in the midst of the insanity and artifice you get a real moment of emotion and it felt like jan was refusing to do that in a way that wasn't even just the normal claw open your traumas for us this was just you're clearly feeling a thing that you obviously can't keep off your face it's okay to tell us what it really is Girl, is quarantine over? That was a monologue. Sorry, but... sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll edit it. I'll edit it in post. <laughs> but I actually really do agree. I really do agree with your point that like it would you would maybe like root for her, understand her a little better if she acknowledged that she really did want the win. Yeah. this was the challenge that she expected to win. I completely agree with that. And playing the game, that kind of vulnerability matters. It's par- it's one yeah. better for better for worse. It's in the it's in the like having a snatch game character. It's one of the things they expect you to be able to do. I think that I agree. a lot of it rang hollow for me too, because like we didn't see how good a friend she was with Britta Filter on the show. Um, and 
I trust that they are and that they have a connection pre-show, but I didn't see them being a support system. I didn't see them interacting a whole lot. And then for yeah. her to say all of these tears are because this person left, um, and I, I completely acknowledge this could be editing, this could be producers doing all of this, but in the frame of the show, it, I, it, was, it made her come off looking bad. And I was like, you would be so much... Everyone would like you so much more if you just admitted that, yes, no. it is, yes... I'm having See, a hard I don't time. feel that way. I don't feel that. See, like before they were even on the show, I knew of both of them and that they worked together a lot. Like just being a fan of drag before Drag Race. And I felt like the edit was really focused on painting Britta as a villain. So they weren't going to show her being nice with Jan, just being upset about Aiden. Okay. Um, but Britta also works with Jackie. Jackie's not crying. There are yes, multiple New York yes. queens there. Like, I don't know. There was New York. New York is different than like they work together a lot. I knew they worked together a lot before this. Valkyrie, I totally agree with you. They didn't. The editors didn't like show us once that they were friends, and so it it did. It didn't have the punch or the believability that it could have. I think that they wanted Jan gone, so they weren't going to show us that they were actual friends, and they wanted her to look as villainous as possible to justify her leaving this week which i mean i didn't take any of it that way at all but it's interesting to hear this perspective I, like which, i was like it makes sense for her to be upset about both of these things i i you know it absolutely does I, um i i just think that they would have edited out every single time that they did hang out and kiki um in order to make her look as stupid as possible in this episode and I, I think the thing that really did it for me that made it more negative towards Jan was when she independently brought it up when they're putting on their makeup for the main stage and was like, I just need you all to know it's because I lost Britta again. Like, that's why I was crying, where it's like, why bring that up again? That's yeah. a closed door. That's you being insecure about something. I literally um, yelled at the TV. I was like, don't do it. Don't do it, Jan. <laughs> And again, that could have been producers. And it's a TV show and things The girls happen. were teasing her about it all day. So of course she's going to respond to it. Hmm. Possible. To me, to me, that was like, I, I, Valkyrie, like you started off with, like, I agree. And I'm like, I think you disagree. I think we read, I think we saw this completely differently. Um, Speaking of producers, um, like, I, I definitely, I, like, looking back, I should have known that this was Jan's week to go. I know we're jumping way ahead, but, like, the edit that she got was so blatantly, we don't want you to like her right now, so it's okay that she goes home. Within 15 seconds, that girl said, oh, Jan's going home this week. I can never call it. I'm, she's, she's a witch. <laughs> she always calls it. I well, also, I have, like, when it comes to calling who's going to go home and who's going to win, I have, like, full-on, like, like, PSAT trauma where, like, I just, I always pick the joke answer and like the SATs, like, the, and like the teacher at the end would be like, well, you can always eliminate two out of four answers. And like, I'm like frantically erasing, like, you know, the B bubble that I, <laughs> that I had circled in. Cause they were like, clearly this one's the stupid one. Uh, so I am truly <laughs> terrible at predicting who's going to win or lose. Uh, but this was one where like, once I rewatched the episode, I was like, holy shit, this is so aggressively clear they want Jan to go. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought they might give her one win to be like, oh, you've come out of your shell. Now that's what I, that's what I thought too. Oh, I didn't think so. I thought from the moment she said, 
I want to take drag into the mainstream like no one ever has before. I was like, Rue will ignore her till about halfway through and then send her home with no cookies. That's like, I was like, <laughs> Rue doesn't want somebody who comes in and is like, even though going up, growing up gay is hard, I believe in myself, who just comes in confident and self-assured and tries. Like, RuPaul and gay men in general will never reward that in other gay men. I, I was like, there's no way Jan will win anything, no matter how well she does. This is exactly what I expected from her, from her episode. I don't know, Gigi has that, like, you know, like, so did Aquaria. Not the same. I know, I remember you saying that last week. Not the same at all. Aquaria has it too, though, where they, like, they they didn't grow up with, like, gay trauma. I'm sorry, you see, I see the Gigi-Aquaria parallel. You see, you see, like, Gigi and Aquaria and Jan as the same type of optimism or, like self-assured what what are you i don't see jan as a aquarius gg type your argument is that jan would never win because she doesn't have the trauma of growing up you know in a uh, like unsupportive home unsupportive home and both aquaria and gg have supportive homes they're just cooler so like that is why they last longer is they have this support they have this support system they're just also cooler <laughs> so I think they came in and were just competent whereas Jan was effusively positive like a prom queen who wants to become an actress I I'm and just I think that, that I take... kind of positivity is distinct of Jan and that is what RuPaul would never reward versus just being young and confident in the way that... But I, I think that's independent from trauma because there are plenty of traumatized people who are exactly that relentlessly positive. Yeah, no, Jan is just the worst teacher's pet. Yeah, exactly. But Aquaria and Gigi, I don't clock as a teacher's pet. No, absolutely not. That is true. So that's where that's where I take issue with this, with, like where you're like, Rue will never reward someone who like has not experienced trauma and therefore is confident. I didn't read that in Dan's original comment, but I think, That's not what I said. I think it was more John, uh, Jan was so much just like, oh, I'm great at that. I can sing. I can dance. I'm this performer. Like, like me, like me, like me. I'm good at everything. Like, I'm going to take this to a whole new level. And Rue was just like, no. Like, <laughs> you're trying too hard. That's not what it is. Like, we're at a level where we need to be right now. We don't need to be, like, top of the billboards. Like, you need to calm yourself and assess the situation yes all right so moving on to the mini challenge right away i thought this is solidly in jackie cox's wheelhouse because i feel like where she really shines is playing like classic sitcom supporting comedic actress and i felt like this was a challenge where it was like jackie cox did great and everybody else did okay valkyrie what'd you think yeah i agree she killed it and was Everything out of her mouth was was hilarious, and she turned around the insults they were throwing at her to then be about her competition. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was also genius that they were both in black, and it was a very clear distinction between, like, it made them be like, we're this fancy, elite, rich girls. Chic, yeah. Against these very bright, Garrett, like, everything around it was smart choices all around uh, in a very long, extended commercial. Yeah. What a weird fucking challenge, though. Like, I thought the product placement was... It was ham-fisted even by Drag Race standards. Oh, I don't think it was ham-fisted by Drag Race standards. That's not even possible. I, like, and I actually <laughs> I actually really liked this challenge. I thought it was fucking funny. Like... I, know, I, I, I laughed my ass off, but when on paper, the idea... 
Use this blanket to throw shade. Okay. Get creative, uh, you know? Yeah, like, and, and, that's, they did. and that's what they did, you know? Like, I'll, I got you a this. mug because you need a new one. That was a great line. That made me laugh. I, yeah. I laughed very loudly. <laughs> I will say either they lied about the number of minutes they gave them to get into quick drag, or this really is an absurdly talented bunch because none of them looked busted. I know, 15 minutes to get into quick drag... And then also pick out your items and make jokes around those items that you picked out. That's yeah. that's that would be very impressive. Insane. Yeah. Insane. Truly. I felt like I mean, Drag Race is unapologetic in its product placement, but it did give them a good forum to like do something adjacent to the reading challenge, but well in a skit improv form. Very spur of the moment. I thought it was fun. Like. RuPaul is unapologetic with product placement. That's, yeah, I, I agree with Buffy. I'm saying it was more. The like, challenge it was, like it was, was a, fun. It was just like a weird product to place, but it worked out. It was very funny. I agree. Do you think they're not going to do the library this season? I know. Or I thought that too. This? Halfway through, it was like I definitely fuck? do think they will. Like I think they still. I will. think they still will too. But I like my enjoyment of this mini challenge will be knocked down five points if it's a replacement for the reading challenge. Or the yeah. light, yeah. Same. Yeah, that's my big worry, especially how late in the season it is. There's only so many more opportunities, and they haven't done many challenges in every episode. So if the no, next mini challenge is the library, that's going to seem very weird. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. So the main challenge is announced. Droop, a play on Goop. Valkyrie, what did you think of the idea of the main challenge? Um, I'm, I like these marketing commercial ones. Um, I think this is really, there is no middle. You either do well at it or you are horrible, uh, which are always great episodes because it's enjoyable to see the people that do well. And I love watching a train wreck. Um, so like, I was like there for it and excited to hear. And I also think it's interesting to see how the queens take their brand and translate it into a product to sell. Like, Okay. Tati's tea in the All Stars yeah. was a ama- like some of them are just like on point and under. She went motherfucking it. home that episode. Um, Ugh. and then there's some girls that are like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What the right. fuck is Aura Pie? Yeah. What no. Was yeah. That? Like that was so weird. Yeah. Like you know. So yeah. Y- you are either you know Roxy's wig glue or Katya's uh, Thorazine spray and Alaska's yellow tape. Like. No middle ground. This is the, the, I like finally realized that like, this is a challenge that I love and look forward to. Like I, like, like, you know, I think of the Snatch Game, I actually am always very traumatized by the Snatch Game because I have a hard time (laughs) watching a train wreck. So I'm just like heart racing, freaking out the whole time. That's why, that's why the, uh, the ball challenge is always my favorite because it's like the lowest possibility for people really like truly making me cringe. Um, I know. I need a Percocet girl. (laughs) <laughs> Always. Uh, yeah, no, <laughs> I, when I watch anything where they have to talk and think at the same time, I watch it with the same anticipatory dread of like an episode of Frasier, where it's like they're going to embarrass themselves deeply and it's going to be entirely their own fault. And I'm going to physically curl up into a ball on my couch in vicarious embarrassment. And it happened a couple of times this episode. <laughs> no, I'm right I have to you. say what I love about the product challenges is that it's the most like okay katya you're weird and funny and have all sorts of funny weird references and things you're preoccupied with and like bits that you do in your own independent drag life and this is an opportunity for you to funnel some of you a lot more and do something like it's a main challenge 
that allows a lot more independent thinking and a lot more their brand, but also their brand of comedy and being able to do something within their wheelhouse, which is why I love it. Because I feel like I think that's actually closer to a test of how good of a drag queen you are in the real world versus how good of a contestant you are in this reality show. At first, Valkyrie's comment about it's either like a home run or like it's a train wreck. At first, I was like, I'm not sure that's true. But the more I think about it, the more I feel like I can always, I can usually see where the queen thought she was going. And I can respect when it's like, oh, I can see where you're going. It didn't quite get there. Or you didn't like punch the comedic timing right. But in the end, it is like they're either great or they're bad. So you're not, you're not wrong about that. Like I realized watching this one, uh, it's pro- it's been true for a few seasons, but this really is something that you should have ready to go, like you should have a snatch game character. And that really oh, absolutely. sunk in absolutely. for me this time. Like it, where it's I, it, it's just me because I'm always drunk when watching. But yeah, it just had, didn't occur to me. It's like right if you're going on Drag Race, learn to sew, learn to da- learn enough body control to fake dance well, uh, have a snatch game character, and have a product to sell. And yeah. if you don't, that's like drag race malpractice. Agreed. I had that epiphany this episode too. That's funny. That is interesting. So then they do the walkthrough with Bob Harper, who is also the director. Did you guys have any thoughts on the walkthrough? I just kept on picturing him in a sex swing the entire time. Like, I, I don't know if anyone else went there, but just the entire time I was like, oh my God, I just he's in the hole. He's in a sex Ooh, swing. Quarantine is getting to It you. really is. Isn't he like a monster, but also sexy? <laughs> Go, moving on. I just, I my second thought was, why him? I don't like. Oh yeah. He Same. doesn't scream personal brand to me. I guess like you know, the more I think about it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess now. But I like that was that would not be my first choice. Yeah, I felt like a dry well this week because I understand you're not going to get Gwyneth Paltrow to come on the show and make fun of herself because be that kind of funny. self-awareness is what makes Goop what it is. She's aware of um, it. Is she? Yes. Is she? She is. You did not read the extremely long article about her appearance at Harvard Business School in the New York Times. It was like literally 40 pages of the New York Times magazine. And it is acutely aware that she knows exactly how to sell to crazy, extremely rich women. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I honestly think that leads to my other thought for this. I just think they didn't do enough with the framing sequence. I think that, like, weird lifestyle, like, convincing a grown adult that they should steam any part of them, let alone their vaginas, is a bonkers notion. And I don't think they went far. Like, it was just like... Like, had they just said, you have to sell something, I don't think anything else would have changed about this challenge. I was kind of hoping for something to really dig down into the specific absurdity of of, of Goop. That, is that was actually my biggest issue with it. I feel like Gigi Good is the only one who truly, who knows where fucking Brentwood is and who truly has been around crazy, obscenely rich women doing crazy things and being insufferable. And I feel like that actually derailed Gigi in this challenge. Because she was trying to be unlikable, super rich, like uptight. I starve myself, but think it's like metacognitive, whatever goop bitch. And I feel like she's the only one who got that. None of the, like I go to goop regularly as like a stress reliever because it's so ridiculous that it is funny. Um, I would have the exact opposite reaction to that website. (laughs) (laughs) And it is very clear to me that, that, Gigi is the only one who truly 
culturally understands what goop is and it didn't help her at all it didn't uh, i i think the one who should not be named also tried to embrace the spirit with aura pie uh and failed and failed she did she did absolutely um, so we're not talking about the walk round walk through. Or do we just want to get into the commercials? Yes. Yes. yes I do. Yeah. I uh, can I go first on Jackie because I loved it so much. Do it. Sure. I loved it so much. Yeah, it was perfect. It just it was pro. It's not like it's not better than like Katya or Alaska's in terms of just raw funny. I think it's close. It's a second. It's a second place, but it was still great. Okay, you're making faces at me. No, uh, I want. I please make your yeah, case. Yeah, keep I'll going. Keep going. Faces. That's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> no, I loved it. Like it was very okay. It was very what I expected from her. Like <laughs> in terms of humor and source material, but and I don't know if it was editing or she really just did a bad job of explaining the '60s jump cut kind of special effects she was going for. It feels like you could have explained that very quickly. I'm going to stay here. Someone's going to put it there and the jump will be a conscious homage to the magic trick of I dream of genie or bewitched. I don't know why there was such a thing. The end result made me laugh. She, she had, she did everything she was supposed to do to make that funny. All the beats were there. And, and maybe it's just because Jackie Cox is like my kind of queen. It's like much like right down the center of the drag I like personally, so maybe that's why I liked it so much. But I thought she did a great job, and you and you you're free. Let me have it. <laughs> I um I liked it fine. I like my biggest issue with your comment was that it was on par or a close second to uh, Katya's no, no, and Alaska's. It, it, it was... I I I disagree completely. Um, I, it was I, a second. I it liked it like. like... Yeah. I, I liked it fine. Honestly, I really just liked it fine. And you know what? My issue with it is exactly my issue with her character choice for the Snatch Game, which is she picks something that's funny, and it's already a funny thing. Like, we already, like, have jokes about Merkins. Like, like Lisa Rinna is already naturally funny, you know? And she just, like, quoted funny Lisa Rinna jokes. Like, she didn't, okay. she didn't elevate anything past that. Um, the only thing that I liked was, like, for you. That was the only part that I really enjoyed. Other than that, I was like, we've heard Merkin jokes before. Uh, it's, I, I don't know. She picks something that's already funny and can... A lot of tropes within sitcoms and sitcoms itself that are actually funny that I feel like she pulled in a lot of things and ideas and visuals and like just hit catchphrases that are inherently funny. But didn't elevate any and of I it. And I think that doing... And she did not synthesize it in a way that made it better or more funny it was a lot of things that i inherently think of as funny put together in a thing that in and of itself was unexceptional and i feel like that is almost like a perfect metaphor for where i am with jackie cox in this competition where i like her but i don't love her i think she's talented but i don't think she's amazing agreed Hey, Valkyrie, what did you think of, of Jackie Cox's um, I think commercial? it was an amazing homage to that style of sitcom and infomercial, and it was great. But I, I agree, the Merkin wasn't funny. It needed to be something very dark and sexual as a contrast to the, like, purity of I Dream of Genie and those, like, 60s and 70s sitcoms to, like pull that humor out and and that would punch it for make sure. it like why not hardcore black leather ball gags that would be so much funnier than birkins well you know what would be funny about that is she's always saying master 
So she did a whole playful joking, like <laughs> upbeat Barbara Eden, I dream of genie thing. But then it was to sell gear. Uh, like it was like sex gear, but it was like perkily delivered for your master. Like that would have, that contrast is something that I think that she could have immediately and easily leaned into with that and would have been a fucking riot. And I feel like those are the types of choices that I want to see Jackie Cox making but she's not. Yeah, making. I loved it. It wasn't a winner. It could have yeah, been so much yeah. better. Yeah, I agree. It shouldn't get. It should not have got. It did not deserve the win. But and maybe it's just because like Nick at Night was like my one friend from from for a couple of years there. So this genre really hits me where I live. That was like two thousand two thousand one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's now. Now. <laughs> anyway, um, so who's net? Who's uh, commercial was next? It was Jan's. Ugh. Oh, <laughs> so Valkyrie, what did you think of Jan's commercial? Why didn't she fucking sell the Jantasy? No, she did not. She did not sell the Jantasy. But like, why was that not your product? Why was your product some convoluted Brady Bunch bullshit? Why didn't you just literally sell? Jantasy. There are so many minor edits to her commercial that I or her product that I feel like I could have made that would have made her at least safe. And it was so painful to watch her be so energetic and do so much in such a short period of time and have it not really work or be clear. Like it was so it was like watching a car wreck in slow motion that like almost could have not happened. And then sped up and then slowed down. <laughs> and yeah. And sped up. Now, like the, they clocked the right problem. She didn't. There was no variation at any point in the commercial. And like to jump ahead, Crystal did a fucking hilarious job of contrasting her before and after characters in a way that was like, oh, that's what Jan should have was going for and failed to do. I'm really looking forward to monologuing about how I love Crystal Method in a little bit. And I'm Go a, on. I, and I'm gonna, I'm looking forward to listening to it. It was great. Um, it just it was the same problem. There was just no. It felt, it felt very artificial. There was nothing there to latch on to, to tell me who she is or why I should like her. It was, you could watch the wheels coming off the car in this increasingly tortured metaphor we're building here. It's just... And to build on to what Valkyrie was saying, like, Surjan is not a product anyone would want. Like, nope. Surjan? That's, like, super depressing. That is the worst part about that character. <laughs> yeah. I literally think... The fact that she did sure comma Jan as opposed to sure Jan exclamation point. Like now you're invigorated, you're confident, you're the pretty sister. Like there like not that that would have been great, but it would have been better. There were so many little choices where I was like, ooh, you just like can't make it work. You're failing to synthesize this in a way that can make it work. It was it was hard to watch. Yeah. Because I know how much she wants this. And she was not succeeding. She went full Laganja in, like, the span of one episode. Ooh. Bold huh. words. And I'm not That's, saying you're wrong. That but... soundbite is going to accompany the Instagram post for this episode. <laughs> she went full Laganja in one episode. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so, Jada's commercial. What did you think, Valkyrie? Um, I'm With the filming footage, I really didn't know how it was going to come together. But it was so funny like she played that woman to a t and added so much comedy to it and the product was absurd uh to begin with and it like evoked a lot of trinity the tuck to me 
with like her not only that is her talk snatched but like gorgeous queens who have this great sense of humor to them yeah um that it was just like yeah like i can totally see this one being the winner this being what helps propel her forward in the competition i felt like it wasn't an original idea but it was perfectly delivered comedic timing in a way that made me feel like she's not the most she's not a particularly creative drag queen she's a very talented one like i think a lot of these other ones it's like they didn't even even if the comedy of what they wrote was right they didn't know how to punch it and jaden knew how to punch exactly what she was doing it may be like tried and true but it works and she did it perfectly yeah tucking panties like selling tucking panties on a drag show isn't exactly inspired but like it it was super entertaining. Even even like watching her hit her mic a thousand times, like although she didn't do that on purpose, it was still really fucking entertaining. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then her yeah, the end product was fabulous. My one critique, although maybe I'm just being a little nitpicky, that's not exactly an outfit where the tuck is like the shining achievement of the outfit. She's in like a pencil skirt. Uh. So I'm not sure you would need like the most like yeah like like a bulge would show in you know if you had no sort of tape or no sort of you know yeah tucking panty but like you wouldn't need like you know a goop level tucking panty in order to like hide your dick in a pencil skirt it should have been like a yeah. like a trinity like thong kind of moment but how many how many women who are going to goop are wearing spanks every day under whatever clothes they have whether they need it or not huh it's fair uh, what got me about the commercial was I think it did a, it did that thing. It's the slightly contradictory thing they always want the queen to do, which is always be true to who you are, but always show me something new and unexpected. So seeing her do the little joke about her being a bad, the, hi, I'm the terrible actor from Gay's Anatomy. I I cackled on my couch. I like Leslie Jones laughed, and that was great because it was like she's such a like a like beautiful distance ice queen that watching her poke fun at her not just be funny but poke fun at herself was really effective where it's like oh bitch can laugh at herself that make that makes me like her and i'm I'm less intimidated by her staggering beauty just so like i i thought in terms of like meeting the design brief that was perfect because it both was very on brand but still showed range and they want you to do that all the time, even when it's technically impossible. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. That was a great moment, and it was you know ref- like referencing the show, which obviously Rue loves. That was that yeah. was a pitch perfect moment. So, what did you guys, Valkyrie? What did you think of Gigi's commercial? Why do I always have to fucking start? Because <laughs> because the rest of us are such loud bitches that I start with you to make sure that we get your take. Because the rest of us will absolutely make ourselves heard. <laughs> Fine. Keep that in the edit. <laughs> um, I mean, I like the initial idea. I think what we said earlier with her actually understanding Goop and the type of customer they have, it's just delivery was horrible. I, I think I noted too, like so many of the queens had written scripts for themselves and were getting caught up on lines that they didn't necessarily need to write like i feel like an outline and maybe a couple jokes that you know is gonna help you flow through it more because like once heidi just started being heidi to jump ahead that's when the gold happened it wasn't lines that she had prepared and so like this was kind of like you she had something there were some things that could be funny but like you didn't even 
pronounce bitch correctly a single time and you said it multiple times like she said bitch but it wasn't funny she wasn't punctual yeah it wasn't punchy no she like that that did not change the entire commercial yeah completely i feel like Gigi cognitively understood who goops like who the idea of goops clients are and tried to make herself an unlikable rich bitch bragging about her wins and stuff in a way that I think actually just made her look bad as opposed to looking like she was trying to look like an unlikable bitch. Um, And I agree with your larger assessment. I feel like you can really tell who has experience delivering comedic lines and knowing how and when to punch them. And it's very hard because some things you have to phrase it just right in order for the joke to hit or you have to say it with the right timing, but you have to also relax and be yourself. Like Heidi is just... Heidi is just funny in general, so for her, it's much better to not be reading. And I think that balance is really hard and requires experience. And I feel like this challenge really separates the queens from the Instagram queens a little bit. Or the queens who do comedy from the queens who don't. Yeah. Because you really have to know your comedic voice to do this well. And I think yeah. going back for a second, I, again, I really, I just want to praise Jada at any chance I get, but I think that's what made her commercial so successful was I think we all would have lumped her in the, well, this queen can't do comedy. And then she did comedy. And even if it, you know, didn't reinvent the wheel, but it was like, wow. Yeah. I, I think that she delivered yeah. it perfectly. Yeah. She kept hitting her mic, but it was the perfect delivery every time. <laughs> I wouldn't... She knows exactly that comedic voice. Yeah. yeah. Like. Don't lump me in. Um, don't what, lump me in with the group of people who didn't think that she could be funny. Uh, <laughs> Buffy, I am curious what you thought of Gigi's commercial. Uh, I, really, everything that you guys said. I'm not really. I don't really have too much more to add to it. It was interesting that she, yeah, fully understood the assignment, and I really did expect her to be able to embody that like icy bitch better than you character better than she did. It. It was just it. Valkyrie, you said that like either either people are great or terrible. I kind of thought she was middle of the road because like I understood exactly what she was going for, and it was it was her writing was actually okay. It was more just the delivery that didn't sell me. Would it have helped if she had a second character in the commercial who was more like a normal person or someone who could comment on it from the outside? Like if there was something to break up and highlight the absurdity, like like a Liz Lemon to the Jenna Maroney. Well, like Crystal, like Crystal did, you know, she had, yeah. 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 The person that she was selling her product to. Uh, yeah. Right. And that definitely would have showcased that Gigi can be, you know, ugly or goofy yeah. versus just, you know, snatched and beautiful. Yeah. It would have been yeah. hilarious to see Gigi acting against somebody and her literally just be like, oh no, I'm done with you. Good night, bitch. Spray the perfume and pass the fuck out in the. Oh room. yeah, that would have been great. That would have oh, been great. Yeah. Like, that would have been. I'm great. over you. I don't care anymore. Good night, bitch. Death drop. Yeah. She came yeah, up no, with a concept sure. that had had a lot of potential, and then just didn't see the potential in it. All right, so I'm gonna mix it up. Ursula, <laughs> what did you think of Allison Mosley? I mean, uh, Sherry Pie's <laughs> commercial. Uh, I didn't get it, and that's. I get a lot that I'm not trying to brag. I'm, I, I, I can get, dig deep on some weird stuff, but what was what was the product? I didn't get what the pie did. Did it make your aura different? That was not oh. clear from the text. So I'm going to tell you how I read this commercial. Yeah. I think that Sherry Pie is a classic camp comedy drag queen who does like 1950s, 1960s housewife, right? Yeah. 
And I think she intellectually understands what Goop is. And she tried to merge that campy 1960s housewife with, like, Goop and its nebulous, like, it's about your aura. What's an aura? I don't know. In a way that, like, she was the only other other one, the one, the only one other than Gigi who I think understood what Goop is and the type of people who actually, like, subscribe to the philosophy of it. Um, but she tried to mix it with a 1960s housewife. And that did not work at all. Like, she was one where I felt like, oh, you're being really smart, but you're trying to combine two things that do not work. And I think you're normally a funny queen. And it is. Like, this does not work. These two things do not go together at all. I think they could. I think you... You could, I disagree. No, no her I think concept. Her concept was actually, when you think about it, it's actually pretty funny. Like her concept was basically. It is. Her concept it was is. basically like, you know, like rich women have like Birkin bags, just like showcase their status, or they have you know whatever shoe, like whatever shoe brand. I don't know. I'm not like fancy enough to know what like what the fuck I'm talking about. You, you get what I'm saying. They have these symbols of how wealthy they are, and the idea that like a pie could be a symbol of your wealth is kind of funny. Um, but she she didn't she like it took too long for her to really sell that, and it yeah. was actually very lost like in the, in the script itself. A couple things. One, I thought she was less 50s housewives and more like the barefoot Contessa multiplied by Martha Stewart. Like, I'm a very Northeastern Hamptons housewife. Here's this like homemade pie that I did. And combine that with the like pseudoscience of goop of like, eat, like, rub this crystal all over you to like, rejuvenate your boob skin or like right. like weird things that people are like there's no link between them at all but these rich women are going to buy them as status right. symbols but it's like it's i'm cleaning my aura which is something you can't see and might not even be there and yeah fuck it it's a cherry pie that's 350 dollars a slice and these women are going to do it because they want their aura cleansed Right. Okay. Okay. Two points. One. First, uh, Buffy. I'm very sorry, but Valkyrie saying boob skin might actually win out for soundbite of the episode. Uh, <laughs> second, I get everything Valkyrie's saying, but she would have had to have painted and dressed completely differently. Like that costume was fifties house. It was. It was fifties. Yeah. And that being said, I again, I could see a talented writer with the time and the ability to edit coming up with the with the fitting that puts together 60s housewife and goop woman because if nothing else we've been selling rich bored housewives emotional fulfillment in a bottle since the 60s it used to be an electric beater now it's jade eggs that's fine there's a way to tie those together sherry just didn't do it but an electric beater is like an actual appliance you use to bake. There's utility, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like like a a jade egg that you put in your vagina for reasons that are not medically accurate <laughs> is just superstition. And I think there's a big difference. And I, I hear what Valkyrie's saying, and I feel like she touched on a lot of why it makes sense. But to me, it was so period. So much about her look was so period. That it did not, it didn't work. Well, also her customer was like not period. Her like you know the the girl in the bank was not. So it was it was just all kinds of just confusing. It was just confusing. I just think she couldn't like we've criticized other queens over the years for this of not being able to get out. Like even Jackie, like in this season where it's like 
yeah, Sherry Pie's aesthetic lives in 50s, 60s housewife drag, and it works for her. It's funny. There's, it's, it's ripe for comedy, but it wasn't, she didn't figure out how to apply it here, so should have gone another way, either with the look or the product. Um, who was next? Oh, I believe it was I Widow. I think it was Widow. Who was next? Or maybe Heidi, but it doesn't matter. Widow and then Heidi, I think. Yeah. Thoughts? Widow. Fuck, I already forget. What did she do? It was terrible. Oh, it was it another was dro- spray one. Spray. Yeah. It was bad. It was bad. It was just, it was lifeless. Yeah, Your it was lifeless. Your entire product is about blowjobs, and you mentioned blowjobs one. Not even. It's like she says wink, wink. Yeah. It was, it was terrible. It was truly terrible. It was terrible. It was, yeah. I, like, it, to me, it was by, like, leaps and bounds the worst. Not be, not only because VH1 wouldn't let her explicitly say the purpose of the product, so she was being, like, opaque, which kind of kills it to the point that she should be doing something else. else. The whole delivery was horrible. I Like, I have nothing to say, but it was awful by miles compared to everybody else. Yeah. Like, this made Roxy Andrews' commercial for wig glue look like Alaska and Katya's commercial. <laughs> it was horrible. No, it's so bad, it's not even fun to talk about. Yes. Yeah, I really forgot it. You have a good defense mechanism built in there, and I appreciate <laughs> it. So Heidi's commercial, and the filming of Heidi's commercial, what did you ladies think? It was classic Heidi. I mean, it's it's what I expected. I think she pulled out some really funny things that made lotion funnier than expected and brought a nice frantic energy to things um but yeah it was it was enjoyable it was not really any critiques i have for it well it's it's such a fine line to draw but like heidi's frantic energy was just more enjoyable and contained is the wrong word but it felt more natural and well used it didn't feel like i was watching heidi have a meltdown Agreed. No, she's just a funny person and was being funny. I think Bob Harper was a terrible director with everybody except for Heidi. That was a great tip when, Heidi, when, when Bob, or what the, whatever the fuck that guy's name is. Um, Bob Harper, yeah. Yeah, was like, uh, you're making me laugh in between takes. Like, just do that. Like, that that was fantastic. Um, and it was great to see. Um, she also, I guess now that I think about it, tried to incorporate the goop customer with the like vaginal rejuvenation um yeah yeah i think that's all she knows of goop yeah (laughs) and she really leaned in which for rupaul is a smart man with not a very sophisticated sense of humor so (laughs) well also when you think about it like all the side effects that she added like that i mean like we've we've been like kind of reading goop this entire time for not having any sort of like scientific backing like, it's, it's pretty funny that, you know, there are pretty aggressively negative side effects that go along with this product. So, product, so maybe yeah. she knew exactly, you know, like, maybe she really was incorporating it. I truly forgot that it was a goop challenge until this conversation. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm now seeing all of these products through that lens. Um, I think it might have been more deliberate than, than we're giving her credit for. No, I do think it was deliberate. I just think that is about the extent of her knowledge of that type of customer. And so she leaned into it effectively and used her because she was using her comedic charm. Otherwise, I think 
I frankly, I think being like, I am so funny and charming that even something that's way outside of my wheelhouse that I have like one nugget of like comedy related to and that's all I know of it, but I'm going to make it work is like even more impressive, frankly. Like I, I fucking love Heidi. Yeah, yeah, it was a great, it was a great performance. Um, and then lastly would be Crystal Method. Go for it. You, I've been waiting all episode. Let us have it. Oh no, I want to, I want to hear... Because I think there are three Crystal Method stands, if not four, on this. I want to hear, Buffy, what did you think of Crystal's commercial? This one was my favorite. It was definitely, like, between Heidi and Crystal's. Um, This one did eke out as my favorite of the week. Uh, She had jokes that you didn't expect. Like, I loved when she was like, you know, what are you waiting for? You could die tomorrow. Like, that really made me laugh. Um, I thought it was fucking brilliant to sell her mullet to RuPaul, who has literally only talked about her mullet the whole time. Um, yes. Uh, maybe she... You notice we did not see the walkthrough with RuPaul? Yeah. They didn't include it in the edit. I feel like this time producers are like, we can't include RuPaul fawning over Crystal Method in the edit anymore. <laughs> um, like- <laughs> I, I loved... I mean, her. she just like, just guns blazing started out with, you know... Um, like, I'm Crystal Method, uh, like notorious drag queen or, like, you know, world-renowned drag queen, iconic drag queen. It was just funny that she was just, like, so confident. Everything was great. It was so good. Me too. It was my absolute favorite yeah. one. She had so many jokes. She had only 20 minutes to do all that, and I was super And impressed. that fucking vision. Okay. She knew, like, she knew how to edit. She knew exactly all the edits that were going to, you know, happen. I mean, her hammering those mullets... Oh my god. It was hilarious. Perfect. She was like, this needs to be a science lab. We have nothing that's gonna make it look like science equipment. I have no time. There's a hammer. Great, I'm hammering mullets. Uh, like that's the kind of quick split decision make split time decision making like skills that you need to succeed in this business. She was so funny about it. It was like not the right prop, but the right physical comedy. I loved it. Valkyrie, what did you think of Crystal Method's it commercial? Was- I want you to be like, it was terrible. By far Go my on. favorite thing. Like, best use of the props, best use of the pit crew, best oh, use yeah. of green screen. Like, she fully embraced everything she possibly could have in this thing. It was like a weird Saved by the Bell after school special <laughs> where they go into Tron and have to fight mullets. And I, I don't know. It was... I I loved it. It, it was amazing. Um, I hope she sells them so I can buy one. Yeah, I love you. Agreed. It was <laughs> That's perfect. Phenomenal. I, I think That's I, phenomenal. I, I, this doesn't happen very often. So let's note when it happens. I agree with everyone. Uh, <laughs> no, it was great. It was perfect. Uh, wow. I agree. There are four Scorpios yeah. in this. And we're <laughs> in agreement. Look at this. Hammering the wigs. I, I still, I'm going to summon that when I'm sad now and just picture it was, and it was like the gentle tap 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 like like yeah, like the yeah. slightly that is exp- a gif already I, it is i, I looked certain. for it today it wasn't there no oh no i i'm saying okay i'm speculating i feel like that is going to be it a needs GIF. to be any moment absolutely <laughs> i plan on using it i and i, I, I googled certain, crystal and method gif and like science gif and it was just sad <laughs> people on crystal meth i was like why are you making oh. gifs of this <laughs> oh. uh the two things I'll, I'll also say about this one i already said her her of her like before character perfect like and she took like the one note like the other good note bob roberts gave and was like make her voice different and she went so dumb with like oh should i just do this voice like yeah fine do it 
And, no, it was great. It yeah. was great. And then I got to say, even better than Jackie. Thank you. She did a product. Like, like Jackie did a commercial that was on brand for her, but not a product, which Buffy has clocked uh, accurately. <laughs> Crystal did a product that was her. Literally. Like, that's kind of fucking genius when you think about it. Just... She did. A, she was asked to do a product that represented her brand, and then picked the thing that RuPaul has not stopped jizzing over for eight episodes now. <laughs> yes, I would love to see the footage of that walkthrough because I bet it was crossing a line. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just putting that out there. All right, so wanna let's uh, hear a word from our sponsors and then go to take it to the runway. Isolated at home. Desperate for human contact, but afraid of risking the other side of your front door? Wondering if you still remember the scent of a man? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here to help. Once a week, we'll send a handsome silver fox to your home who will maintain six feet of physical distance and a world of emotional distance. Just like your real father. Do you find you miss the feeling of never being good enough? Do you ache for disapproving silence? Have you finally given in to the fact that you'll only ever love men who will never love you back? Distant Daddy Deliveries is here for you. And Reading Drag Race has a special offer code just for you. Go to the website and enter the code FREUDIAN for all your disapproving father figure needs. And for those of you looking for the opposite experience, we'll be setting up our other service where we send you an oversharing mother with no boundaries, whose well-intentioned support still sometimes feels oppressive like a weighted blanket, next week. And we're back, and let's take a look at that runway. RuPaul came in in a stunning dress. Did any of you love this as much as I did? Oh, yeah, it was beautiful. One of my favorite RuPaul dresses in a very long time. Like, it moved, and it was, like, three-dimensional, and the placements of every Like, I, I was surprised how much I, like, fell in love with it instantly. Same, same. And I felt like the wig was the perfect choice that wasn't matchy-matchy, but super complimentary. I loved it. Um, and Shaka Khan is our guest judge, who seems a little out of it, but lovely. Oh, she was fabulous. Yeah, it was exciting to have such an icon here. She was on so many drugs. Uh, oh, yeah, she was on, like, the like the old school ones, like the Quaaludes and the Barbiturates, like the ones they don't make anymore. But still, like, managed to have enthusiasm. I think she was on enthusiasm. a lot of them. I think she was on something along those lines, but not so much she wasn't present and contributing. Yeah. Like... Which I love. That's, you know, that sweet spot. Yeah, <laughs> I love exactly her. Her fan like. was adorable, and I'm, I'm they better be selling them now. <laughs> I'm sure you can get a Shaka Khan fan. On, it on will go area. with my Golden Girls fan. So what exactly was the name of the runway category? It was Black, Black Wedding. Black Wedding. Black Wedding. Black Wedding. Uh, what did you guys, you know what? I'm just going to ask. Valkyrie, what were your standout dresses for this runway? Um, So I, I feel like Black Wedding is tricky and i was excited for it because it's there's a thin line between a black wedding dress and an over dramatic funeral dress um and i feel like very thin i feel like a lot of them weren't wedding dresses um and for me the big difference really came in the makeup and like the ones that read as bride were beauty makeup and the ones that tried to be more creative and tell a story with their makeup lost me. And I was like, that's not wedding anymore. That's some weird Victorian ghost story that doesn't apply to this challenge. Who could she um, be talking about? To me, I feel like you can 
make that choice with this because it's within the wheelhouse of the idea of a black wedding, but that was me. But, I mean, Um, the exception to everything I'm saying is Crystal Method, who, when I saw that wig preview, got so excited with the Lydia Deeds Beetlejuice reference. Yes, Um, Like, it was, it went to what I wanted. It was smart because it was still, it was a white wedding dress at one point and told a story. And I was like, that is how you do it. Everyone else who tried to do something like that paled in comparison because it was only on the face yeah. and the dress didn't tell a single fucking thing. Um, so I, Crystal was 100% my standout. Me I too. think Jada did a very excellent job. If a bride walked down the aisle looking like Jada, no one would think twice about it. Um, and again, those are the only the two that I would kind of say were my top. I Heidi's was beautiful. And I enjoyed some of the structural detailing too. You absolutely took my point. You you absolutely took my point away for me that like she like it was fucking brilliant that Crystal had a white wedding dress that was turned black by either being buried or I thought that she had been like I like burned alive like in the church yeah. or climbed out of the the casket six feet. Yeah, under. yeah, it, like, it was so yeah. fucking smart that like that like and that is where the black comes from. That was brilliant. Uh, she was absolutely my favorite. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say it. I think she should have won. She absolutely should have so won. So absolutely should have so won. I think that it was kind of like a let's just keep our queens on our to- on their toes moment yeah. to give Heidi the win. Not that Heidi was like, you know, aggressively undeserving. She was fan fucking tastic too. It yeah. just it was yeah, but I think a thousand percent better Christmas commercial week. and better dress. Yeah, yeah. I, my issue yes. with Heidi's, um, I love the structure. I love the um, is it was it like a mermaid cut where it like jets out at the bottom after the knee? I know shit about fashion, but um, it had a that is that is actually. Uh, yes. I I love I love the a shape and a mermaid. Cut. Yeah, I love the shape of the actual dress. I thought it fit her perfectly. I did not like her hair and makeup. I didn't think that was great. And I didn't need... Her wig was, yeah. I didn't need the um, the structural shoulder thing either. I don't think that added anything to it. Um, I always fucking love a structural shoulder. I listened to a podcast that they used to recap um, Game of Thrones, but now they just do a lot of pop culture and it's two straight guys, where whenever any female character had anything like that in Game of Thrones, they would be like, only a gay man would like that kind of dress on a woman. It's so structural and architectural and conceptual, but removes all of the femininity of her body. And I'm like, you're right. I <laughs> fucking love it. I love Marjorie Terrell's dresses. Um, it looks good in a picture. Yeah, it looks good I in a still. I, I like, I don't know, like the, uh, like symmetrical psychopath in me was like annoyed, like seeing it walk. Cause it, it just, it, I, I didn't like the way it moved. The, the hair okay. was shellacked in a weird way for me. Like, it was, like, glued down in a way that wasn't landing. It was just something was off. But she still did. She looked, She did an excellent look. But I think Crystal was the clear winner for both so the runway to me, and the commercial. I com- yeah, I completely agree. I think we're all in agreement. I fucking love... I actually think everybody did, at base, like, a, a good or okay job with this challenge. I felt yeah. like... I actually think everybody did good. I think Crystal Method was leagues beyond her competition yeah in her concept and her execution and her makeup i feel like the judges like her but don't love her and i feel like she is one of the most talented people here michelle made a point to say like crystal method is a threat and these girls should know 
I agree. Why are you guys not giving her more more cookies? Yeah, you... she absolutely earned them. Yeah, and I felt like Heidi. I love Heidi. I think this was Heidi. I honestly think they were like, this is Heidi's strongest runway. If we're gonna give her a win, this is probably the most likely we will be able to. And so they were like, yeah, gonna give it to her because they could. Whereas I think with Crystal, they think they can still wait. But I'm a little like. Crystal's only one of two queens who has not won a challenge yet, and she brings it to you yeah, every ball. Yeah, yeah. I- I'm gonna Trey. say, it. do you know whose look her her wedding dress reminded me of? Uh, Jinx's uh, Dia de los Muertos look. The makeup did, yeah, but like better, but more intelligently executed. Like Crystal is an A plus student, like an A plus artist. Like yeah. I, I think there are a lot of ways in which she's like. What she's doing, she is doing much better than her competition. Like, I think all these girls brought, like, you know, nines and tens to the runway. And I felt like Crystal Method brought a 50. I mean, that fucking yeah, nail was... detail was so cool. Oh, yeah. The, like, through the, the ripped gloves. Yeah. Like, uh I mean, but I will say, like, there wasn't a bad look on the runway. Every look was thoroughly and at least competently executed. And that's been a while since there's been that many queens on the stage and not a bum note among them. Normally there's one to be like, well, that's jagged or the one that I like something's yeah. The one that I liked the least was Jackie's and it's because of what Valkyrie said. I couldn't pinpoint it, Hmm. but it's, it looks funereal, not absolutely a funeral. It's absolutely a funeral dress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will say I'm a little more tolerant just because I think the brief black wedding lends itself to that kind of gothy we are consciously dressing for a funeral for a wedding and that's the clash i actually i like jackie's makeup this time her makeup can look a little harsh and i think her face was very pretty this week but um but i i, I agree it's not like a winner by any stretch but i think like I, I like if i had been asked to do this look i probably at least in my first draft would have done a conscious morticia adams thing where it's like yeah. it is a much darker yeah. like you know w- walk out with a bouquet of red roses and start pruning the the living heads off the roses like you know something like that so i'm a little more flexible i i agree that what makes crystals so perfect because it's an unexpected take where it is in fact a wedding dress as opposed to a repurposed funeral dress but i, I don't think the design brief excludes repurposed funeral dress absolutely not it's just that it, this yeah. was this was the most intelligent take on it it just was yeah it, it's one of those like i'm in awe that you thought of it to the point that i'm mad that i didn't think of it totally totally (laughs) um i also loved jan's dress i thought it was beautiful i thought it struck the right chord for this is a dramatic wedding dress but being a dramatic wedding dress that is black it feels funereal and that the makeup was funereal without it being gothic um or like darker without it being gothic or like you know, red tears or something like um, Widow and and Sherry did. Uh, I thought she was stunning. This was one of my, I mean, I stand by my crystal method standing. Yeah. Um, and I agree that Jada was phenomenal. I thought Jan also was phenomenal. I think what, what I liked about Jan's look was it was, it was very drag without being cosplay. And I'm not here to be evangelical about cosplay in drag. I think it definitely has a place. It was nice to see such a staggering drag like classic drag take that wasn't incorporating cosplay elements just to see that you know that kind of is in her wheel that she can do those things 
Yeah. And they never call yeah. out how good her makeup skills really are. She can paint a face. Like, she looked yeah. beautiful. She looked beautiful. I, I yes. really did love this look. I feel like they just don't give Jan cookies. Yeah. She's too eager. Anne Hathaway, eager student council president yeah. that the teachers like, but the students don't. But in this case, even the teachers don't like yeah. her. Um, yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else on this runway from you? Ladies? I loved Widows. I loved Widows. I loved Gigi's. I loved, I mean, I kind of love this runway, but uh, I thought. Yeah, it was same, a beautiful runway. Same. It was a beautiful runway. I loved this runway. Jada's story made her dress even, even better. Uh, like the kind of playful trophy wife thing. Yeah, that was Perfect. funny. When she said like, I- I'm here to get that money. I mean, husband. <laughs> or whatever Perfect. she said, I don't yeah. even know. But it was like, it was comedy gold. It was Stan fucking tastic. Yeah. Like it, 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 and not, maybe not, qu- obviously not quite to the level of crystal storytelling, but it was great to have a thought that wasn't fighting the dress. It enhanced it. Because a lot of times their stories are like, huh? Jesus, just write the book. Just write a book, get a medium article and and write out all your feelings. Like you you're you've had to do so much explanation for your look that we question why this is your look. Jack uh Jada's was perfect to accentuate something like you could almost see this being like her basketball wife's character would wear this dress at her next wedding, and it's perfect. Yeah, I feel like Jada Essence Hall is like a complete character of a woman. Yeah. All the time. It's like she, like, killed um, her first husband while she's walking down the aisle. Like, <laughs> so she's, like, repurposing yes. her funeral dress so she can get married to her next rich husband. She's very prepared. Um, <laughs> can, all right. Can we go back to Widow? Because, like, the dress is amazing. The veil was great. Patrick, can you explain the makeup and why you like that look? I, I think it was the eyes. I lo- I mean, like, obviously it's just, like, black contacts, but, like, they they really did look beautiful when she, like... Valkyrie's eyes looked like Widow's eyes when she asked you that question. <laughs> Please proceed. <laughs> when, when she, like, you know, unveiled, you know, that, that face, it really did look beautiful. During the deliberation, I was not as impressed with her makeup, but... But so so but what's the story if she's a bride? I agree. I agree. This I I did not say there was a story there, but I did think that it was it was visually I, I, pleasing. That red lip fucking drives me crazy too cuz like she's got some beautiful like purple colors and and blacks and silvers happening and then this bright uh like exuberant red lip that seems super out of place. Yeah, I like I remember like when she lifted the veil. I was like, holy fuck, I love this. And then they started talking to all of them. And I was like, this is not doing it for me as much. Uh, so maybe it was just that one like reveal that really did it for me. But those eyes, I, I, I thought were absolutely beautiful. I thought the makeup was very good. I thought the, there wasn't an explicit story. I think in her mind, it's just like a cryptic undead idea that I think for a lot of these girls is sort of implicit in a black wedding. Um, I thought the makeup was good, but I agree that the red lip felt like if you're doing all the rest of this, I'm not sure the red lip is the right choice, but during the deliberation, her eye, like her eye makeup started to remind me of that, her terrible makeup when she was on the Titanic. Uh, and And she, and she froze so I don't know, like maybe she got married on the Titanic. I I don't I don't know. Uh, again, yeah, it was it was better in the first reveal, and then I was I was I dialed it back 
I also like your name is Widow. You reference Black Widows throughout this entire episode. Why is that not your runway look? Why do you not have uh, some poison in your purse, a knife? Like, why are you not telling us that story? Such a good point. That is such a good point. I agree. I completely agree. I feel like there was a a lot of opportunities available in this challenge uniquely for Widow that she did not take. Um, All right, so tops and bottoms. Rue lists off the four tops as Jackie, Jada, Heidi, and Crystal. Um, I disagree with Jackie, though I love her. Um, And I obviously would have crowned Crystal. Do we have any other thoughts on the tops? I'm curious of who you'd put above Jackie. Well, no, you only need three. Rue usually does top three, but in this time he did top four. Having a top four and a bottom four lets them watch the the commercials and critique every queen, and I think we're getting to a small enough batch where that's a well. They also wanted the do. you know let's call out your sisters, who 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 should who yeah. should be in the bottom, and they wanted everyone there for that. I will say in in both Jan and Widow's defense, I think they both handled that the way you're actually supposed to, both on stage and in the confessionals, like. Jesus Christ. I, I, I find it so annoying. I mean, I find it kind of just, it's it's like the lazy, boring kind of shit stirring where there's much better forms of shit stirring. But when people take it seriously, when it's like, well, I think the person who did worse today should go home and they treat it like you stabbed their mother. It's just like, honey, it's just a shit. Oh my just God, a TV I totally show. agree. That is so uh, exhausting. Thank you for saying like, that. I can't believe she said that. It is. Yeah, I mean, you can absolutely believe she said it. But I feel like we, <laughs> we are people who are here to watch this show for the drag and not the drama. And lots of people who are here to watch the show are here to watch it for the drama and not the no, drag. No, I don't mind drama um, when it makes sense. Like, I, I don't mind when people are in their feelings and go, yeah, like, go ham. I know. Like, it just, if, if, if RuPaul asks on season 12 of RuPaul's Drag Race, who should go home? Like you're gonna have to give an uh, give an answer because you can't give yourself because she'll get pissed and put you in the bottom. Uh, Kiss of death. Kiss so of death. The, just being upset about that is just stupid. It's stupid. Valkyrie, who do you think was bottom two? Oh, it was clearly Widow and Jan. I wouldn't have put anyone else in the bottom. I, I Sherry fumbled, but had a. I liked her idea better than both of. Uh, jans and widows um and while i did not enjoy the story she was sharing on the one runway it was a better story than i got out of jan and widow in my opinion because it was a story agreed yeah they they were yeah indisputed they were the bottom two and they knew it too Gigi certainly didn't merit a spot on the bottom that runway was gorgeous i thought that runway was gorgeous did you think that Gigi's commercial was more successful in what it was trying to do than Jan's. Yes, it was. It, yeah, it, yeah, it was a better idea, boringly executed, rather than a bland idea, badly executed, or a decent idea, f- feverishly executed. But yeah, it's like I can, like if if Carrie Fisher were still with us, and this, and if life were fair, and Carrie Fisher were still alive. And someone called her to be a script doctor for these li- for these girls, which, by the way, that episode should have happened before she died. That would have been amazing. I agree. Um, I th- I think Carrie Fisher would be able to fix Gigi's with like two 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 edits and throwing a cocktail at the wall, st- leave the room, boom, a material. Yeah. 
I think I think Jans and Widows needed like overhauls where Gigi's just needed you forgot to do these two things to make this really funny and that's better and her runway was against like I feel this is what the show and the world is doing to me right now I am stuck praising a skinny white woman and I don't know how I feel about that but she did look fucking gorgeous just dear lord (laughs) you have really changed like episode one I was like I'm gonna like Gigi and Ursula is going to like just do everything she can to hate this woman immediately. And I am so impressed with your ability to recognize Gigi's talent <laughs> and not pretend it's not there. It is, you have grown dramatically in the past year, and I'm very proud of you. It's very sweet. I felt like Widows was leaps and bounds the absolute fucking worst. I don't know who of you watched Untucked, but I watched the Untucked episode and they had a whole narrative about Shaka Khan coming back and like Widow being introspective and like really seeing herself and when she was like feeling herself before they went out to do the lip sync. And this made me love and respect Widow even more. She said to Jan, they were both like, I'm sure it's going to be us. She was like, she said words of encouragement to herself and to Jan. Let's go out there and give them a reason to keep both of us. It was a great moment. Which I, it was a great moment. And I feel Mm -hmm. like Widow, you can tell has had a lot of trauma and abuse in her life. And she has like defense mechanisms, but at her base, she has a good heart. And seeing her be in a really dark place, Shaka coming back, her kind of building herself up again in her head. And not only like celebrating her own light and her own joy and wanting to do this because like this is a performer she loves, a song she loves but also wanting the best for Jan and like building Jan up and saying, let's go out there and give them a reason to keep both of us in like a real emotional way was so good for me. I would have, because widow's commercial was so bad. She like Jan would have had to stand still to go home, but I think they were so committed to that untucked storyline that there was like, no, no. And Jan saw the writing on the wall. I mean, like, Yes. And to be fair, like that, uh, it it almost is more cruel to send a a girl home in front of her idol uh, than it is to send a less deserving girl home um, in that challenge. Uh, like that would fucking suck. Yeah. What did you think of it? Like, what did you? It sounds like you saw Untucked Two. What did you think of the whole kind of production of Widow and Jan Bottom Two? the build up and the everything thing. everything you said i don't really have anything more to say more to add it was it was okay. but it was it was a very sweet great moment um i you've just felt you just felt bad for jan because jan understood how much she screwed how screwed she was, she was how mm. screwed she was she really did she knew that like they had this whole moment at untucked widow knows this song like the back yeah. of her hand and looks actually like this song could be coming out of her mouth. Well, and like, I'm going to try my damnedest, but there is no fucking way I'll She's been this. lip-syncing this song in her bedroom for years. For years and years and years. Yeah. And yes. and Jan probably hasn't. I don't, you know. Uh, ugh, it was just... It, it, she saw the writing on the wall. And she did her best. Um, 
I, I thought they'd kept the camera off her because she was dancing and doing stunt. Like, I feel like Jan is a real athlete and just was, like, manic on that stage lip-syncing to it. And they kept the camera on Widow and, like, barely showed us Jan. Um, and I feel like Widow embodied the song and Jan tried to dance her ass off singing it. And I think if they gave us, like, a full camera shot, there'd be more debate over it. But, like... Yeah, I don't know. I was like nervous watching it the first time that this was like a Latrice Royale, Kenya Michaels lip sync where Widow understands the emotion. It a little bit had that moment. Yeah. It it did occasionally. Occasionally Jan's like manic behavior came off as like fierce and hungry and great and emotional. And other times it came off as disjointed from the yeah. song. Yeah. Uh, so, so it, it, just it, it had to be widow widow had to stay yeah it i i took that lip sync too of like widow did what i think the earlier seasons really focused on of like a queen tapping into the emotion and the story of a song and telling that yeah. and that's why dita ritz's is still the best single lip sync ever and she Ugh. she didn't Agreed. do stunts she didn't nope. flip or death drop she performed the song and that's what widow did here and Jan did the platonic ideal of ellipsing. Uh, thank you for reminding me about that because I'm gonna go watch it when we're oh done. Here. Continue, Valkyrie. yeah. But like, and Jan did what I feel like it is becoming more and more of. It's like who can turn the tricks, who can accentuate with like jump splits, and it's like those have their yeah. place and make sense in certain songs. But Jan was just like, "What's the next trick? What's the next trick? What's the next trick? I have to do everything I possibly can to stay here." And it didn't yeah. really connect to the song. It was an energetic performance, and she's a talented person with lots of tricks. But like, it didn't enhance the song in any way, which, in my opinion, is what good drag does. Agreed. I agree. It, yeah. It had a. Agreed. I feel like it was the one chance where she was able to show what a talented dancer she is. But it had a desperation to it of like, I'll do anything to please you. Just keep me here, which is sort of the vibe that Jan has had the whole mm -hmm. time that is part of sort of her problem. Um, I feel so sorry for Jan. I feel like she cared so much and wanted so much of this. And, like, I want her to have had, like, one win. Just, like, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I, I do feel sorry for her. Um, and I hope that, like, the, the outcome of her being on this show is a boost to her career and her publicity and the kind of opportunities she gets. I think it will be. Such that she is able to do more. Have you seen her appearance on, what was it, uh, The X Factor or something like that? In 2018, her and her no. drag girl group, Stephanie's Child. And Simon kept on uh, them. Yeah, and everybody else was like, they're fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, Simon Cowell was pretty much, like, mean to Jan because Jan wanted this and could do, like, high notes and was like, what's that screeching noise? The audience, the other four judges loved it. And it's like, oh, God. Jan got this sort of treatment twice where, like, you're doing so much right but not quite hitting the mark. And this reality show is, like... I mean, Simon Cowell was much meaner to Jan than Rue ever was, but... Okay, side point. Dear since God, you brought it up. I did you clock that was her cape runway that she was wearing on the X Factor? Yes, I did. That drove yeah, me insane. Okay. Exact same outfit. And I was like, no. She added a cape to it. Not a good enough it's one. It's a very contoured to her. So I don't think that was a great look for that runway. 
But I understand why she would be like, I could turn a cape into a parachute look. This is like a sporty look in a draggy way. I I know it's something that she's worn on television twice, but I felt like it made sense with the girl group and it made sense with the idea she was doing. I do wish her cape runway was more fun. Like, honestly, that was the, one of the few runways where I was disappointed because I love the drama of a cape. I love superheroes that wear capes. So I wish some of the queens had more fun, fun with that. That was another moment where Crystal Method <gasps> came out. And as far as I, like, I, say what you want about those green shoes. They did not clash with the dress. Were, the, were they the ideal choice? No. Did they go with it and make sense? And did she have green up top in the jewelry? Yes. She, that was like leagues beyond her competitors. Oh, I loved that. I love that I, runway at, so at much. At this point, oh my God. At this point, I am just like, so we only have two queens, I think, remaining who have not won any challenges. One of which is Crystal Method. The other is Jackie Cox. And I am watching this just like, you have to reward crystal method for how good she is and for what she is bringing this to like to this show yeah you have to you have I, to i kind of want now that share since we know sherry's out of the running i kind of want to see a, a gg crystal face-off for the for the so crowd do I. I think be amazing do you know that there's a lot of internet speculation that they're dating, that they're dating? Mm-hmm. i mean like well crystal is my fiance but uh i know <laughs> All right, anything else on this episode? I feel like we really talked it through. Anything? We talked through a lot. We did. Our feelings, our fears, our hopes, our dreams. Uh, I'm excited about next week because I'm a huge Crazy Ex-Girlfriend fan, so I'm very excited for Jacob Blue. And I love Jeff Goldblum more Oh, than I know. He was such a sexual awakening a for me. looks like his son. Yeah. Same, same. Look, you've you've seen my husband. Like I have a thing for Jeff Gold. Uh, also, that was one of the best challenges in season four, when Latrice Royale said, "Like, I just looked over a Fifi O'Hara, realized she was ugly, and I've made I'm at peace with that." Like one of the best fucking lines of the entire series. I don't remember the last time I've been this excited for an episode of TV. Like the debate is going to be awesome. Jeff Goldblum, Rachel Bloom. If they don't do a flower-based challenge on the runway, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> uh, like, I am like counting the seconds until that fucking comes on my TV. Oh, truly, Drag Race is like getting me through Corona. All of us, all of us. This podcast is like my lifeline. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. What happens if we run out of episodes before we are allowed to leave our homes? I think yeah. we will. Maybe not. Maybe oh, not. God. Maybe not. I'm bad at math. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's just. We're just gonna have to start at episode season one, episode one. Buy it on Amazon, and we can just start reviewing the old episodes. <laughs> They're gonna release the celebrity. They're gonna release All Stars. We'll yeah. be good. Uh, oh yeah, celebrities coming up next week out of nowhere. I'm curious why they're doing it now and not making it the. Uh, between time, I think it's with because all we're stars? all stuck at home. I yeah, I agree. Okay. Um. So I wanted to check in on the season now that we've covered this episode. Valkyrie, I know you were on our two premiere episodes. What are you thinking of this season thus far, and who are you envisioning in the top four? Um, I this has been a very enjoyable season. I think it's a lot of talented queens and there haven't really been the obvious ones where i'm like oh yeah the these are the first ones out they're definitely on the chopping block next week which is good reality tv as 
I agree. keeps you guessing. Um, what was the second? It's so unpredictable for me that I like love it. That's why I, it's one of the reasons I love this season. They're all so good. It's not predictable, and I love that. Um, what are you thinking of this season thus far? And who would you place in the top four? At this um, point? I mean, we know Sherry is in the top four. I think Gigi and Jada are both given. Um, unless they fuck up royally, I think they have to be in the finale. Um, okay. And then I, it would be Crystal. I mean, I, I, I like Heidi. I like Jackie. I don't see Heidi making it past a makeover challenge. Um, I don't see Jackie stepping up and being any more in or more interesting than Crystal is right now. So I have to put her in number four and I, Widow's widow. I don't know what her edit's doing. I she's talented. I don't see her arc landing her in the final four. I agree with all of that entirely. I also just fucking love Crystal Method, and I think that aside from improv, which she seems to struggle with in the moment, I think everything else she does, and judging it as what it is and what she is attempting to do, she does it at an A plus level, and she's the best makeup artist on this season by a long shot. I think if Crystal Method was on like a season five, it would be like, I mean, I don't know if she'd be judged fairly for what she was doing, but she'd be really standing out any season before Kimchi. Jada made Silky Nutmeg Ganache look good. So she might be the best makeup artist of the season. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. She, she did her makeup for the finale of Eleven. Um, and it was like the one time her makeup looked good. Yeah, no, no, my, my, my gut is Widow goes home next week, then Jackie, then Crystal or Heidi, and that leaves the top I four. think, I think, I don't know who goes home next week, but I think the week after that will be the makeover challenge and Heidi will go home. Hmm. And then Jackie. Honestly, I think Widow, Heidi, Jackie. Look, I'm telling you it's unpredictable, but I'm making predictions. Here we go. <laughs> we are, we are <laughs> beautiful contradictions. Yeah. That's what people love about us. I could see Crystal struggling in next week's challenge and possibly going yeah. home. Like if she was going to go home before the final four, it would be next week. And I really it's, hope it isn't. But I It's so up in the air up. because, you know, like we've got the archetype of the the comedy queen. We've got the archetype of the fashion queen. We've got the ar- archetype of the uh, yeah. uh, pageant queen. Those three are filled. And then the uh, dark horse... The dark, dark horse queen is like a Chi-Chi yeah. or like an odd yeah, like a, and, and I feel like no, yeah. Heidi, and, Heidi Crystal and Crystal fit, fit those. those. Yeah, drag race is like Harry Potter. There are four houses and every wizard cup needs to have a representative. <laughs> I could see I mean like I keep like I it's I keep forgetting about Widow and like when I when I have a top four conversation, but I could see her having I, I think it's unlikely. I think she's the least likely. What? I, I think she's gonna, likely. You, you think she's going to Roxy Andrews her way to the top? I don't four? know. I, I mean, she won the first episode. She's a really great queen. I like. She's. I think she's great, but I think she's like fifth or sixth, not yeah. top four personally. And she's too off her game. Like it's too thoroughly yeah. knocked her out. And this is something to say about Jan, since this is her last episode. Being bad at drag race doesn't mean you're a bad. Drag yeah, doesn't make yeah. you a bad drag queen. Not at all. So it's it's just one of the like like we've all had a weird little glimpse into the world of what would it be like if I could only occasionally contact my friends and family remotely. 
it's not fun now. It's not easy. So none of us are at our best. I get why Widow's not, but she's not. That you know, that's the, mm, the yeah. harsh reality. I just yeah, I like it's it's yeah, just like yeah, the agree. underdog queen is always that fourth slot and she is definitely an underdog right now. So yeah. and, and this has been a very unpredictable season. So I'm just I'm just saying that I have no fucking clue. Yeah. You, but you you always are like, I don't know. I get too anxious Absolutely. When I against myself. That's like yeah. I will say mantra. I think what makes the season unpredictable Absolutely. is there is yeah. so much. Oh talent. god, have you been following Nikki Doll? Like yeah, her it's, uh, like it, her posting all of her like what would yes, have been runways yes. are so gorgeous. They're so gorgeous. It's a real bummer. Nikki, I want Nikki yeah, and Rock yeah. back. This was such a good season. Yeah, no, this is such a good season. I wish there was, like, I know you don't like a Bring Back Queen episode. I absolutely do. And I think they should be taken seriously as contestants once they come back. I know that they've, like, stopped doing them. I fucking love them, and I really, really... I, I was hoping that they would do one this season, too. I mean, this and I do like one it. when it's good. I mean, Tatiana yeah, coming back is one of the greatest it. episodes of All-Stars 2, which is one of the best seasons of this entire show. Um, I, yes. like... Ugh. I, I, I want Rock back. I want Nikki back. Yeah. I, th- I honestly, like... Yeah, I'll, no, like too. Season 12 of Drag Race, Drag Race, Drag Race is absolutely the season five <laughs> of the VH1 era. It is a star, like star studded, just jam, jam packed season completely. that I hope we get an all stars. I don't know. Six, six full of, these full of yeah. only season 12 Queens that gives us an all stars to well, reboot. I would literally, if literally next year they were like, we're going to redo it with every queen but the queen who won and Sherry Pie. And we're going to add like two other fan favorites. Like, and that's like season 13. I would be (laughs) elated. Like more than I should be. Like I shouldn't want to watch these queens recompete. I would totally love to watch these queens recompete. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just the isolation and we have to watch something. This season yeah, is fucking really fun is. again. Yeah, it is. Oh, it's it's a, it's fucking amazing. I think also a big part of it is that the judges are drugging, judging the drag queens <laughs> for the drag they're doing a lot more. Right. right. Um. Yeah. All right. So, like, any other closing right. thoughts on this season? Uh, no, I think that's it. I I've been I've been wanting to talk with you, Valkyrie, for so long on this season. So I'm really excited we got to do that. You always, yes, you always have agreed. like, you always have insights that I never fucking think of, uh, and convince me I'm wrong constantly. And I love that. So <laughs> yeah, no, my husband always says of Valkyrie, she's quiet. She doesn't say much. Everything she says is brilliant and funny or brilliant or funny. And usually both. So it was a delight to have both of you here. Um, all right. That's the episode. Thank you so much, both of you, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We had a blast. Um, please rate, review, subscribe. I'm Condé Nasty. I'm Ursula the Sea Bitch. Bye. Bye. Bye.